0: You're listening to KenCast. This episode was recorded in front of a live internet audience. And here's your host, Ken Cole. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another KenCast. Today, we're coming to you directly from Jurassic Park. That's right. Today, we are getting into Time Machine, and we're going back to 1993, and we're going to look at the Steven Spielberg film, Jurassic Park. I know this movie has many fans, and and we're going to try to look at it from a very interesting perspective, both from the 1993 perspective and the 2023 perspective. And we're just going to go through this movie. Obviously, we're taking your live comments. And without further ado, I want to bring in our very special guest to help review Jurassic Park. You know him from the Cobra Kai Kid channel and from his new DrewTube channel, where he talks about all types of movies. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to welcome Drew. Drew.
1: What's up, Ken? What's up, chat? How is everybody doing today? Thank you so much for having me on today, Ken. Whoa, wait, whoa, 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 Ken! What, 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 what's behind you? What's behind you? Oh, dinosaurs! Oh my god, wait, we yes. can we can, be, be can't! D- 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 dinosaurs!
0: Yes, real dinosaurs. It's the amazing promise of Jurassic Park, Drew. The, the idea that you too can go enjoy these creatures at a theme park. Uh, totally isolated from the rest of the world. And they're totally safe.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, Ken, the reception at Jurassic Park is crystal clear. I mean, I could see you perfectly, so they must have some good uh, cellular Wi-Fi service over there, right?
0: <laughs> well, Mr. Hammond, who created this park, has spared no expense.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, so great, Drew, it's great to have you here, and I wanted to get your perspective on this because you have actually just seen this movie for the first time.
1: Yeah. A lot of people were surprised. Oh my God, you saw this for the first time. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it wasn't a movie that I was introduced to when I was a kid. You know, a lot of times parents introduce their kids to the movies. And uh, I watched Star Wars, I watched Indiana Jones. So I was into the 80s, 90s time period, but I never, um, I never, Jurassic Park was something that I thought it was always cool, just never got around to watching it. And here it was, it was playing in theaters for the, Uh, What was it? Was it was the 35th anniversary? So I felt like okay, this is the perfect time. I've been going to the theaters for everything, Jurassic Park, and I saw it, and I'm excited to talk about it today.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. And and everyone, I wanted to bring Drew in specifically for this reason. A lot of us have seen this movie before. Some of us, like myself, saw it 30 years ago in movie theaters. So. Drew is coming in from a very special perspective where he hasn't seen the movie. He hasn't seen any of the sequels. And Drew, I have to ask you before we get into this, what is your first reaction to this movie? What's your first review of this movie? Just just off the top. What, What do you think?
1: Yeah. So going into it, I had no idea what to expect. I knew dinosaurs. I knew there was a place called Jurassic Park. That was pretty much all I knew. I had no idea who was in it. I had no idea the plot. um, Pretty cool seeing some familiar faces. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. So you got Samuel L. Jackson. You got Laura Dern who was in Star Wars. So uh, I knew some of the faces and I was really, really into it. I really loved it. Um, I thought overall, it was compelling from start to finish. It was exciting. I was like on the edge of my seat, especially when you have the kids in there, you know, those two young kids and they're like about to get eaten by a dinosaur. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's just, I was into it. I was really into it. I really loved it. Well, that's
0: fantastic. And I want to welcome everyone in the live chat today. Ken, um, you got
1: you to pull up 80s is the best. Uh, their yep. comment. okay yeah. 80s
0: is the best drew that hair you looking sharp
1: thank you <laughs> 80s is the best you're the best appreciate it
0: i i agree drew look looking sharp looking like sharp
1: Thank you, you as well appreciate you, it you look like you uh, could work at jurassic park with that the attire
0: well uh well don't tell anyone but that's <laughs> kind of my my secret plan i'm this is my dream gig it's uh i mean to be a around these amazing creatures from the past. They're totally calm and safe and friendly. And uh, I just can't imagine working anywhere but here at Jurassic Park. So um, so Drew, um, let's, let's go back, let's take a look, just to put everyone's minds on the same wavelength, let's look at a, a commercial for Jurassic Park in 1993. We're gonna try to put ourselves back in 1993. Okay, so here, here's a commercial like, like you would have seen at the time. On June 11th, a Steven Spielberg film. An adventure 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park, rated PG-13, starts Friday, June 11th. Okay, so Drew, give me your thoughts on that commercial. That would be something you'd be watching a TV show, and then boom, that would pop up and make you want to go see Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, I feel like, especially at that time you weren't having a ton of movies like that or any of any movies like that for that matter so i think um a commercial like that if i was watching it back during that time i would uh definitely want to watch it and um i mean now you know even seeing that now it's like i definitely wanted to watch this film i know a lot of people might say oh it uh, some people might feel it doesn't hold up. I, I I haven't seen that, but um, you know, you might have like the kids of today's generation who are used to all the fancy uh, CGI and special effects. Kids, I don't know if they would see a movie like this and be like, "Oh, I, I want to see this." But I I feel like it was pretty well done in the sense of what they were able to do with the dinosaurs and how they were able to make it look. I don't know what went behind that. I'm sure you have a little more insight into that, but, uh, overall good commercial. Um, was there a lot of promotion for this movie when it, when it came out?
0: Oh yeah. Tons of promotion. Um, this was the battle of the two summer blockbusters. Jurassic mm-hmm. park was in, You know, it had the McDonald's Happy Meal. So you went to McDonald's and you had all like the different Jurassic Park toys. So, you know, when that happens, it can be a big thing. And then on the Burger King side, uh, they did Last Action Hero. Mm. That was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. uh, That was the follow up to Terminator 2. And people thought that that movie was going to be super huge just because he was such a huge movie star and so which one of those was going to be the top movie this summer which is kind of funny looking back now because i don't think anyone really thinks about last action hero but at the time uh it wasn't a foregone conclusion that jurassic park would be the top movie of the summer but of course it went on to be one of the top movies of all time um Mm -hmm. but drew i need to ask you this because uh i you you have just seen this you you had very pure eyes going into this Uh, There was a lot of controversy in 1993 about uh, the violence in this movie, that this movie would inherently appeal to kids, but that it was violent. Before we get into this, what was your feeling watching this movie in terms of the scariness or violence?
1: Mm. Well, I I will say that uh, just to give everyone a little backstory. So I saw this movie about a week ago, uh, a little over a week ago, and I had a full day like I was out. All day, and I had a seven o'clock screening. So I was exhausted. And I was like, on one hand, I was like, I really wanted to see this movie. Um, but on the other hand, I'm like so tired. So when I was watching the movie, it was really good, but I was so tired for my day. I was like, I'm really hoping these dinosaurs come out soon. Like I'm loving the exposition, but I need something to wake me up. And as soon as those dinosaurs came on, boom, I was like wide awake. I was so into it. And I was really, you know, it was pretty, I watched it in 3d too. So for my first time watching Jurassic park, I watched it in 3d and you know what? I mean, seeing the dinosaur i didn't really know how much they were going to show sometimes you have in movies like they show the dinosaur about to eat the person and then they cut away they showed the dinosaur swallowing people whole and eating the cow the poor cow or the goat it was the goat i think both (laughs) both both it's like yeah like poor poor babies so yeah um i was a little surprised but uh it's rated it's a pg-13 rating right
0: Yep, PG thirteen. Makes right. Sense. So the the rating isn't like G, like yeah. uh, and and that's the thing too. Like I, I you hear parents complain about movies a lot. Sorry, this is just kind of on my soapbox. But the ratings are there, and it seems like some parents completely disregard the ratings. Yeah, and they're just like, well, I thought this movie was going to be just fine for my four year old kid, but um, I don't know why they don't look at the ratings. Well, Drew, just for your entertainment, and again to put us back in 1993, I thought I would bring up some video clips from a news story at the time, where you have a kid and a concerned mom slash journalist talking about Jurassic Park. So uh, let me let me bring this video
1: up. I'm excited for this. It was scary. I was scared.
0: Nine-year-old Jacob Lipsy saw a preview of the movie. It wasn't what he expected. I-
1: I was expecting a little child's movie. I mean, the little dinosaur kind that goes stomping across the skin and squishing p- <laughs> with yelling in the background. But this movie was not like that. It was a horror film. A total horror film.
0: <laughs> Cineplex Odeon Vice Cineplex-Odian. President Howard Lichtman points out that the film rating is not marked family.
1: It's parental guidance, frightening scenes, which means
0: you're not going to see blood, and you're not going to see sex. Patricia Best is a business journalist. I think there's a huge mixed message here. The, the, The subject is dinosaurs. That's a children's subject. They love dinosaurs. But the movie is a violent movie. It's a gory movie about killing. And many of the products, and there are a thousand of them that are being merchandised with this film, are aimed at young children. <laughs> I love that. Love that little Telophosaurus right there. So that's interesting, Drew. So, yeah. what's your reaction to that? A uh, new story from mm-hmm.
1: 1993. Well, what really caught my attention was um, that, that last part where she talks about how um, they are, even though the movie is not made for kids, like it's a PG 13 movie, they have toys that are being marketed to kids. So, that part really that that the, now i'm starting to get it because in the beginning i'm seeing this kid i'm like this kid should not even be seeing the film he's not of the age um but yeah but definitely if they were making and i i did not know this if you were making toys for kids and saying jurassic park obviously people are going to go see the movie like i mean you're not making like you know we could use chucky as an example you're not making chucky toys for kids and promoting it to kids. So um, I do understand that, but yeah, it, it's a little, what are your, what are your thoughts on um, them making toys for kids, but the, the movie not being actually made for kids.
0: Yeah. You know, I feel like this, this was going on at the time for a while. Like for instance, you had the Rambo movies with Sylvester Stallone. I mean, those movies were pretty violent, but they still like the character is very popular with kids. So they made mm-hmm. like a cartoon, a Rambo cartoon, which was actually kind of funny, but, um, uh, you know, and they but they did this, I think quite a bit where you had characters like RoboCop, you know, obviously an extremely violent movie rated R. Uh, but I mean, just a character that kids love. And so you could get RoboCop action figures, you know? And so I don't feel like this is a new thing. And I guess you could say it could be a problem, but I don't know. Like there's the movie but there were also like books you know there were other ways that i think kids could consume the story and and stuff that you know didn't yeah. involve going to the movie but yeah kids are going to want to go see the movie i don't know it's weird but how can if you're making money how can you ignore uh just the market there that kids would want to buy jurassic park dinosaurs you
1: know well i i guess that that's a very good point that you made about um yeah just because like you know kids might see jurassic park and yeah you can make the toys for the kids but then if you're the parents you know you don't take them to the movie until they're the age um you know william zafka who plays johnny lawrence in karate kid i i don't know if he's still show if he still if he has or hasn't shown them but i know he talked about not showing his kids the Karate Kid, because there are certain things in it like, you know, uh, dad smoking a joint or oh, yeah. like, you know, beating like some some there's some uh profanity, like some curse words in it. There's some a you know, little bit of violence, Um, but I'm sure his kids have the Johnny Lawrence action figure and Daniel Russo. And then once they're of the age, then you take them to see the movie. So, yeah, I do understand that side to it as well. Right.
0: And there's nothing wrong with, I think, a kid being interested in wanting to see a movie and not being able to see it for maybe a couple of years like yeah. that. That's OK. Like you, and why not enjoy the toys? Right. Um, Kate Maloney says it was marketed as a kid's movie. My late ex found out that his three year old grandson was going to see it. He'd seen it in Sydney and called to tell his child's parents, do not take him to see it.
1: Right. Good hmm. call. Good call.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, 80s is the best says I watched radar movies at five years old. It did kind of mess me up. I think
1: <laughs> that's, so
0: funny. that's great. Well, it can't have messed you up too much because you are here watching this amazing live review. So thank you for joining us. 80s is the best. Justin says, I saw Jurassic park as a kid and I never grew up eating people. <laughs> I also had the toys and I'm a functional adult. Same thing happened with Batman. That's a Batman was another one. PG 13 as well. And teenage mutant Ninja turtles back then. Just parent your kids. Mm. Yeah. And I, it's weird to me. It's like, you know, they're going to make these movies and I mean, these movies are going to appeal to kids. It's really up to the parents to decide what the kid goes to see, I think. And yeah. it's not a reason to stop making the movie, you know, and stop making toys. You know, I think it's just the parents need to step in and decide. That's just my opinion.
1: I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I And I understand why they're there is some controversy with that because you have, um, yeah, parents could just not take the kids, but you know, some parents are like, they shouldn't be marketing it to the kids. And it's like, just don't take them to it. Just don't take them to it. That's it. Right. right exactly
0: okay so drew we've kind of set up maybe a little bit of the climate going into this and i have to believe that the controversy only helped fuel the marketing campaign and made it more desirable for kids to go see the movie because of course you want to see something that's forbidden uh something that is it scary can i handle it you know that type of thing so steven spielberg was known he made his name his block first blockbuster was jaws and that was uh, about a shark obviously it was a mega blockbuster it made people afraid to go in the water i don't know if you've seen that one but it basically he had so many problems on the movie with the shark that he had to keep the the shark very mysterious and he couldn't show the shark that much it had to be an unseen presence until the very end um, this movie was different in terms of um as you saw you definitely see the dinosaurs. You see lots of dinosaurs. And I wanna kind of go through and see, get your thoughts on, did that work? Did it not work? In fact, let's start at the beginning. I am going to play a clip from the very first scene, and I think you'll notice that we, we don't get a clear view of the dinosaur. It's, all, it's pretty much implied, but l- let me play just a part of this scene. Joffrey, raise the gate. Okay, so that's just a little snippet of the very first scene. But so, Drew, what did you think of how this movie opened, kind of like with that sort of mysterious scene?
1: Yeah, so that that definitely um that scene definitely caught me off guard because it did have like a horror movie kind of feel you know the first scene being the the mass killing and you know what was i think a very good choice by um spielberg and uh, everyone involved in the film was to not really show the dinosaur in the beginning um because it it keeps you interested what does it look i think that that was the big thing what is this what does this dinosaur in particular look like the one that's able to do all of this like they' you know they have all these men with guns like yeah <laughs> sure sure yeah like all these men with guns it, it's a it's a big deal so um I think they really kept the suspense up you know by not showing the dinosaur and I thought it was um, filmed very well and directed very well what What did you think about it? Oh,
0: I thought it was great. I thought that scene was probably the most jaws. Like, like if people were looking for like a jaws type thing, that was probably the most uh, like that movie. I, I thought it was really interesting. Like Spielberg is a, is, has always been a master, but like this, this movie is, I think it's unique. um, And I'm just going to throw it out here right now in that. I think it's almost, it ends an era of the type of films that he made, like after this was Schindler's List and his movies, I think, were different, he became maybe interested in different things, this was maybe the last of a certain breed of movie for him. And there's just something about the atmosphere and the characters and the setup of this where just there's so much tension set up and you are wondering what's in there. That's a dinosaur. What does it look like? I And one thing I wanted to ask you about this scene and before we get into the movies is have you seen movie dinosaurs before? Did you, did you watching this like last week, have any kind of anticipation of what dinosaurs would look like? Were you a dinosaur fan growing up? Um, what was your level of interest in seeing the dinosaurs?
1: That's a good question. You know, I growing up was not really big into dinosaurs. Uh, I know like a lot of kids, like they have all the dinosaur toys. That just was never my thing. I, I always found them interesting, you know, learned a little bit about them in school, the different types. Don't ask me now because I probably forgot most of them, but um I yeah, I didn't really have such an interest in the dinosaurs, but it it, it now now I definitely am. I am interested because there's a whole history there. Um there are different types of dinosaurs and like even in the movie they kind of explain, you know, um, I for, what, what are what are those ones behind you the ones with the tall necks do you remember the name oh of the uh,
0: Bra- brachiosaurus
1: the brachiosaurus that they only mm. eat leaves right
0: mm-hmm. yes uh vegetarian v- veggisaurus
1: yes so like you know it's it, it, it drop the movie drops some knowledge on uh dinosaurs which which i really enjoy
0: yes okay that's that's good that's excellent yeah. okay were, were you a so- big
1: dinosaur guy growing
0: up Oh yeah, I loved I loved dinosaurs. I was uh I was scared at the thought of dinosaurs, which yeah. to me it made sense that the movie would be scary because um it is a scary thing you, this big tall thing with huge teeth that could come and get you and they were real at one point you know yeah. so um yeah very very much into dinosaurs and I was excited to see this movie because it promised to show dinosaurs in a way we had never seen before so. Mm. Um, so yes. So this, this scene, definitely the first scene, definitely, uh, up to the anticipation, I think. And, uh, or at least for me. So then we move, you know, you talked about going in and this scene caught your attention, but then we have like a number of setup scenes, right? Like we have, uh, kind of the fallout from that. You have the lawyer going to see the digger saying like, Hey, we're, we've got to do an inspection. He's got like this mosquito and Amber and, then we see dr grant and dr sadler uh doing their dinosaur dig you know where dr grant kind of terrorizes a a mouthy (laughs) little kid uh what were your thoughts about about those sequences
1: yeah so so forgive me i have to be honest with everyone i am really not too familiar with all the character names right now so ken will probably have to remind me all of them (laughs) of course um but yeah the dot dr grant what was his what was his first name the main guy yes
0: dr alan grant played alan- by sam neal mm-hmm.
1: alan grant yeah i mean when, when he was terrorizing that kid in the beginning i was just like in shock you know he's talking to this kid about how like a dinosaur is gonna like rip him apart and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like, like it was actually pretty like i was like this is a not a good dude right here <laughs> like so um and he does go on an arc throughout the film where he is forced to uh, be with the kids. I do think he had some, I do think there were some questionable moments with him. Like,
0: interesting. Yes. Tell me more.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is going a little bit ahead, but when the kids were in danger, like when the kids were in the car and the dinosaur was af- was getting to them, he kind of like waited, for a while before getting out to help them. And I'm like, ha- like, what if the dinosaur just ate them? Like what took you so long? He was like concerned, but like I felt like he could have done something sooner. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So that, that part kind of like frustrated me a bit. It, it, it would have been nice to maybe see him act a little quicker, but overall I feel like he was, he was, he was okay. I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't like, it was okay. I don't know if the characters, were, mm-mm. I liked, I liked the, um, I liked some of the characters. I liked, what was his name? The, 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 the cool guy. Who was the cool guy?
0: <laughs> uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm played by Jeff Goldblum.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I th- I, I liked him. Um, but yeah, I thought Alan, the main character, he was, he was all right. He was all right. Maybe that's just me for the, seeing the first movie. Maybe if I see the rest, I'll feel differently.
0: So, you know, that's really interesting because they did set him up as being sort of like uh, kind of like curmudgeonly, you know, he's he's kind of an older guy that's not into kids and he's kind of crusty. And, uh, you know, you have Dr. Ellie Sadler played by Laura Dern, you know, his kind of professional partner and love interest that we kind of learn about later on. Um, Yeah, it kind of like an interesting interplay. Uh, between those two and then you have Dr. Malcolm. Um and so that's very interesting. So basically your first thought on those first three characters you told tell us about you told us about Dr. Grant tell us what you thought about uh Dr. Ellie, Ellie Sadler.
1: Yeah. I'm pulling up the cast right here so I got the names now. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that's awesome. Um I I I liked her. I thought I thought she was cool. Um I thought she was like likable from the beginning. Um what i did like about both of them um what were what were they they were like dating is that what their relationship was
0: yeah it looked like they were dating yes
1: okay i liked how because i thought it was very interesting like um you know we've seen movies and shows you know where people are passionate so passionate about a certain thing and um it was really cool like you know when they hurt when they got that opportunity you know to go to jurassic park seeing them like oh my god like 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 dinosaurs like 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 seeing them like kind of freak out over this like this is like kind of like indiana jones finding a new artifact it's like that excitement over it's like i don't know if i would react like that but but it gives you insight into this is their entire lives so i i, I did really enjoy that because i thought it was something different um just seeing two people really excited about fossils and dinosaurs and just so intrigued like and i thought the acting was really good in those scenes when they saw the dinosaurs for the first time so um yeah i i i liked laura dern and i thought you know like towards the end she started becoming pretty badass like doing some cool stuff like like i i, I was i was down with it i liked it
0: That's good, and let let me bring up let me bring up that scene that you're talking about, where they first see the dinosaur. Wow. Okay, so right, they were they were so into this, and you could tell that they were super nerds about dinosaurs, and that this blew their minds. Um, Great reaction. But that dinosaur there, that Brachiosaurus, was the first full dinosaur we see in the entire movie. And so, watching this for the first time, what was that sequence like for you? Now watching that for the first time, uh, as opposed to being in 1993,
1: I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really cool seeing it. I I thought it looked good. I thought it looked really good. I still don't know how um, they were able to do it. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that. I don't know. Um, what went behind that. But I, I didn't see it and say, oh no, that's not that's not real. That doesn't look like... And honestly, I feel like, you know, with today's technology, sometimes it's a little too much. Sometimes they do a little too much with it. Maybe they try and make it like... I, 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 I thought there was something about it that felt more real. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful shot. And I think the acting really helps because, you know, for us to believe... these dinosaurs are real in the movie you know the actors need to believe it and i i thought they all did a great job reacting to it
0: yeah i i love those points that you made number one that the actors really make the the actors sell the dinosaurs the fact that you believe in the characters and the actors performance enough that it's these people you care about that are selling the reality of these dinosaurs and then I love what you said about how the special effects, it's like they didn't try to do too much. It was like, and that scene, it. you're right. It was like a very sort of peaceful shot. And the whole point was to make it look like a dinosaur is there blended into the scene. And it's yeah. not doing anything too crazy. It's not like... I don't know. I, I feel like nowadays a lot of these movies, even say the later Jurassic World movies, the dinosaurs are like, even their skin is like hyper sharpened, and you can see like every detail and everything, yeah. and like it really looked like it was part of the scene, and it was like the right level of softness. Even today, I that's really interesting that you'd say that because yeah, I for me, you know, be, having seen this movie 30 years ago, even today for me, the special effects hold up. But, you know, I'm not sure if that's just me being nostalgic, but it sounds like, no, they they actually do hold up.
1: I think they do. I think they do. I saw it. And the whole time, I, I really didn't have a problem with any of the special effects. So um, I'm curious, how can how did they do that? What, what <laughs> was it puppets? Was it CG? Was it combination?
0: Right. That's really a fascinating story. So um, and I'll just touch on bit of it um phil tippett was brought in to do uh the animation like the full animation of the dinosaurs in the movie and phil tippett obviously is like revered as one of the top stop motion animators of all time um and he was brought in to basically use those techniques or a refined version of stop motion animation to do those dinosaurs however the special effects department when they were developing these things they realized that the uh computer graphics animation had gotten to the point where it could be featured in a motion picture and it could create a dinosaur and so uh the separate team aside from phil Tippett, uh said hey steven we did this demo (laughs) do you want to see this demo and so steven spielberg watched it and he went oh wow okay yep i think we got to go that way so he went back to phil Tippett, and he said uh phil i'm sorry we've uh we've got to go this direction instead of the stop motion. And then apparently Phil Tippett said, I feel like I've gone extinct. And they used, they used that line in the movie, you know, when like, um, Grant says, I feel like I'm out of a job. And Dr. Malcolm says, don't you mean extinct? You know? Uh, so they used that line, which is pretty funny. But the thing is, and this is crucial. I think they built like, you know how you would have like an animation model for a stop motion animator They built one for Phil Tippett for these dinosaurs where he could pose and animate these animals and those movements would go into the computer. So he was still using his stop motion animation techniques, but it was going into a computer instead. So he was still able to be part of the movie and use his skill and artistry to help create the movement of these dinosaurs. But um, that's kind of the long answer. That Brachiosaurus that you saw in that scene was a fully computer-generated dinosaur. Wow. And if that was all fully computer-generated. Nothing like that had been seen before. In 1993. And in 1993. Um, the best, you could say, the best computer graphics effects up to that point were it uh, was like uh, the T-1000 in Terminator 2, you know, the liquid metal Terminator. Mm. That, was, that was sort of the pinnacle of CG at that point. Um, and th- it worked, worked very well, but you know, it was kind of a metallic reflective surface. Um, this was like a full animal uh, that they were able to create. And I think people were just, they never seen anything like that before. Everyone who's watching right now, I don't know if you remember before this, the only way to do dinosaurs was stop-motion animation. I don't know if you guys remember stop-motion animation. Um, it is an amazing form. It's, it's an amazing artistic form, but it's uh, it can be kind of jerky and stroby. The movements can be jerky and stroby, um, especially when you put humans in the same scene. So um, th- if you think about that, Drew, it was almost a version of stop-motion animation. Uh, it's just, I guess you could say luckily the computer graphics had gotten to the point, just gotten to the point where they could use it.
1: Got it. So so basically, just just so I'm understanding it right. So they had, you know, um Phil do the the stop motion and basically like that kind of gave them like the outline to do the the computer graphic design like over that, kind of like take that and maybe like outline it kind of something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. Like they'd have like say you have a T Rex. In the computer, you'd have like a, a computerized T Rex that's that's directly modeled to like the puppet T Rex. So mm-hmm. like when he turns the T Rex's head in the computer, it turned its head the exact same way. So because it's it's one thing to model the dinosaur and make it look real like its skin and everything, but it's another thing to create a performance. And that's what Phil Tippett was a genius at: was creating the performance through stop motion animation. So it was wow. kind of using his skills to create the performance of the dinosaur.
1: That's really interesting. What did he do? Any other uh, big movies? I'm just familiar. I'm just curious. Oh yeah,
0: like he was. Um, gosh, RoboCop. Uh, what else did he do? He uh, let, let me pull up what Phil Tippett did.
1: Because yeah, it sounds like a real, uh, he, a real like art. he did.
0: Yeah, he did. He was in Star Wars. Uh Like uh he, you know, oh. he, he worked with with like lots of those. He did a, not just puppet work, but he did like suit work and stuff like that. Like I remember he did the 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 Rancor in Return of the Jedi, you know, the oh, Rancor wow, monster yeah. and stuff. Yeah, of course. So it's like so he was like on the forefront of doing these like type of effects and, and everything. And he was really the best in the business when they brought him in. Mm. So um, but. It's great that he still got to work with the special effects departments. And the other thing I want to point out is that, you know, we'll get to talking about the T-Rex scene later and all that kind of stuff. It was really a combination of techniques from a computer graphics standpoint. You had the computer, the CG, which I think amounted to about six minutes in the entire movie that were CG dinosaurs. And then you had puppets. So you had puppet dinosaurs with advanced animatronics by Stan Lee they actually built the full-size T-Rex and all these uh dinosaurs and they were there on set and they were, you know, animatronic and everything. And then they had suits where sometimes, you know, with like the raptors, uh, a person would be in a raptor suit for some shots. And so they kind of blended all of these together and you get you get the you see the result. Um which I don't know, Drew, to me it seems like maybe that's that's a technique that's been lost a bit in terms of, you know, some people put down CG as being looking fake and stuff like that. But what if, Drew, it is this combination and rotation of these different techniques um, within the same scene where it's almost like you can't keep up with, like your brain can't keep up with how it's being fooled. And maybe that's why it seems more real.
1: Yeah, I I, I think... You know what's so special about um you know movies in the 80s and the 90s is because they didn't have access to all this different technology they had to be more creative to make it real um or to bring it to life and you know nowadays you have certain movies where you know they do have access to anything and everything and they just um it, it doesn't look as authentic especially a film that is supposed to take place you know back in a 1993 period i mean i look at indiana jones the new indie movie that we talked about uh, yes. in depth uh, on drew two yes. for two and a half hours it's like you know it's a movie that's supposed to take place what in the 1960s and It's like, I understand you're filming it in 2023, but like, come on, like, you know, all the technology. It's like, I don't feel like we're actually in that time period. Um, But yeah, with uh, Jurassic Park filming, actually, the film takes place. Does it take place in 93? The film came out. Does it take place then?
0: I think it. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a contemporary setting. Like it was supposed to be current. Like this was happening now.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it it, it looks great. I really, I really, I loved how authentic it was. They filmed like in the actual on an actual island or wherever. Like it, it all felt so um, real. Even the dinosaurs, it all looked great. And 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 the fact that you said only six minutes of CG total, like it, it, it like that, that really shocked me because it, it feels like a lot more. I mean, it's a two over a two. Is it like a two and a half hour movie?
0: i think it's about two it's about two hours two, yeah.
1: two hour movie and six minutes of cg dinosaurs it's like that's that's a good movie that's a good movie when they're able to <laughs> when they're able to do that and then you realize oh my god it was only it's like darth vader being in like 10 minutes of a new hope
0: right right exactly <laughs> well and it's i i think it's the strength of, of those other techniques like um you know we will we'll get to the t-rex as far as you know and occasionally the t-rex was cg mm-hmm but my goodness, like Stanley, they built a full size animatronic T-Rex and like, there are those shots that, I mean, that just amazing. Like that one, that famous one that we saw before where the T-Rex goes down and its eye looks in at Lex and then she Mm. puts the flashlight up and it kind of the pupil, you know, it's, and I mean, that's, that's all animatronics and it just, it's in the same environment as the other actors and, um, yeah, it's there's just something about that, and then you can go to CG, and you kind of mix them all together, and it just it just seems like it's a real dinosaur. I think. Wow, I'm very curious about this because you you're seeing this for the first time now. Compared to like these other movies, you said it seems real. Do you feel like the special effects are? better than a lot of movies nowadays or because obviously we can do anything we want special effects wise like we can show anything on screen nowadays like do you did it feel more real were the special effects more successful do you think in this movie than in a lot of more modern movies or do you feel like there even though that was good there were limitations to the special effects in jurassic park
1: honestly i think it did what it needed to do like you know, there were no scenes written into this movie where it was so elaborate, where um, it the way they did it, it looked like, OK, this isn't real. It could have been done better. I think they were able to write a story that they were able to manage to film um, now. I haven't seen the other Jurassic Park slash world movies, so I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure if if I were to guess, and I, obviously, you know, if I were to guess, I would say they kind of get more crazy and crazy, and, and then they start relying more on the CG. Is that is that right?
0: Yes, I would definitely say so, especially with the Jurassic World movies, 100%.
1: Yeah, that's with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Of yes, Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you got you to have Chris Pratt jump, jumping off a cliff or something like in those movies. <laughs> I don't know.
0: But yeah, it's a, it's a great point. It would be interesting to kind of look at all even the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies and just see what happens with the special effects. Like, do they get better? Like, they should get better. Like, those movies should have all the money they need to make the dinosaurs come to life. Uh Or did Jurassic Park do it best? You know, it would be interesting to compare Jurassic Park to the Lost World Jurassic Park, which is Steven Spielberg's directed sequel to this, because obviously he would be wanting to use a lot of the same techniques and like which which had better special effects. But I don't know. It's uh, something George Lucas used to say, Drew, was that um, a special effect is a tool, a means of telling a story. Yeah. A special effect without a story is a pretty boring thing. And yeah. That legit George Lucas quote from George Lucas, that was at the height of star Wars mania in the early eighties. And he was very smart and understands that. And some people could argue like, I know they have argued that maybe he forgot that a little bit more recently, but, um, but no, I, but I think he's right. And even though the special effects get better, what's the, what's the story being told? And maybe the story in this first Jurassic park was, was the best story. And that's why the special effects hit us that way.
1: Yeah. So because because I'm unfamiliar and I will I will be continuing my Jurassic Park journey, but the second film is called The Lost World. It's not. Is it Jurassic Park 2? Like what is what is after this?
0: Yeah. OK, so. All right, everyone. Some of you, I'm sure already know this, but for for Drew and everyone else who isn't familiar with the series. OK, so this first one's called Jurassic Park. The second one is called The Lost World, Jurassic Park. And it's called that because Michael Crichton uh, wrote the sequel novel to Jurassic Park and named it The Lost World. So, oh. so that's what they did. So they called the movie The Lost World, like Michael Crichton called the novel. Even so they though they
1: named it after a book. Is, is Jurassic Park based on a book?
0: Yes, it's okay. based on Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Okay. So and he did like Andromeda Strain, Sphere, like a lot, a lot of other uh, popular sci-fi action books. Uh, he wrote Twister, you know, that kind of thing. But hmm. uh, yes, so he wrote a sequel book um, and they were waiting for him to finish his book. And then they kind of threw out a lot of the book anyway, but uh, they called it uh, The Lost World. Jurassic Park is the second one. And that came out four years later. Hmm. Um, and that was also directed by Steven Spielberg. And then there was, dra- what what's that?
1: Oh, I just said like that. That's like, I mean, I guess nowadays that's, that's a lot of time. Uh, for for a sequel to come out, usually they're gonna they're wanting to get it out right away, you know?
0: Yes. and I think they did. Um, they wanted to do it right away, but I think they were waiting for Michael Crichton to finish his book, if I remember right. So it, he took he took a little bit to to finish his book and then oh. they went into production with the movie. Um, and then there's Jurassic Park 3 that uh, Steven Spielberg didn't do. Uh, he was kind of like a, an in-name only executive producer on that one. That brought Sam Neill back uh, and as Dr. Grant. And then there was a big gap. And then you had the uh, Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. Um, and then you had Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That was the second one. And then you had Jurassic World Dominion which was the most recent one. I think that just came out in the past couple of years. Hmm. So um, that's, that's the series.
1: Okay. So there's six. As there's of now. six of them. Okay. So I guess I got some work to do.
0: Yes. Uh, it, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, people think differently about these movies. The thing is they just keep making money. Like they <laughs> just keep making money. Like it doesn't matter. The reviews don't matter. Like they keep making money. So I bet we're going to keep getting these movies forever.
1: Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's as, as Mark Hamill once stated kids, it's not about the quality. It only matters is, is if you make money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, you're right. Obviously, yes. He,
1: obviously he was like, you know, he, he was being like sarcastic when he said that, but he was, he was, he was talking on behalf of the studios. Like <laughs> doesn't matter if it's good, just matters if it makes money.
0: <laughs> yes well i mean and that and that's the truth right i mean if it makes money that that's a win for the studio so they're yeah. they're going to want to keep making more of that uh let, let's go to let's go to a few comments jaws says all the actors are amazing and they weren't stars before 1993 jeff goldblum is absolutely iconic in jurassic park and and that's another thing drew like at the time really none of the actors in this were were movie stars they were they're mm-hmm. kind of unknown and this movie really made them into movie stars um you know dr grant borrows you know you mentioned indiana jones before borrows like his hat you know so it's definitely kind of a you know instead of an archaeologist uh he's a paleontologist you know he's kind of um so i feel like he's kind of borrowing maybe a little indiana jones for that role and then you have I don't know. I think I thought Timmy in a way was similar to Elliot in E.T., you know, like I felt like it was maybe a similar type of character um, and that he was maybe Spielberg was tapping a little bit into sort of like the E.T. vibe a little bit with the kids. But um, let's uh, let's see. Lucifer says the effects definitely hold up, in my opinion, and I've never had a problem with it. And I was always just engaged in the scenes with the dinosaurs. Yeah, interesting. How, how would you react to this? Would you agree, Drew, just having seen it?
1: Yeah, I want—I one hundred percent agree. I think, uh, I think the special effects were really, really good for for the time being, and um, I would be curious to see, you know, what they've been doing now and compare it. But yeah, I, I think there's just something about doing it, you know, back like during that time period that's just kind of special and nostalgic and iconic. You know,
0: I know it, it was kind of a weird time too because it was before the internet. It was like right before the internet. So you didn't yeah. have the internet back then. So Drew, Spielberg of this era, this is kind of like an interesting thing to bring up. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that this would be a major smash. Uh, critics kind of had sort of a mixed view of his recent movies at that point. Of course, I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan, so I don't necessarily agree, but uh, Hook was his pr- previous movie. And that was, you know, a lot of critics kind of got onto him for Hook that it was maybe you know, bloated or overlong or, you know, and it wasn't as successful as it could have been and, you know, all that type of thing. I don't know, what is your feeling of um, Steven Spielberg with this movie, of all the movies that you've seen of his, how would you rank this or how would you put that into his portfolio?
1: Mm. That's a good question. You know, I've seen... Uh, my my biggest Spielberg movies um definitely Indiana Jones Back to the Future right Back to the Future was Spielberg. Just,
0: uh he he executive produced it. It exec- was Robert Zemeckis.
1: Okay. Oh but Spielberg was involved. Okay, but he didn't direct. He was involved. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I I I I like remembered Spielberg being involved. I was like wait, did he direct it? <laughs> I was like okay, okay. Um and then ET, he did ET. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I would probably, you know, I have to say, even though I love this movie, I feel like a movie like Indiana Jones and ET, what those movies had that this movie I feel like didn't really have was you were able to connect more with the characters. I feel like Indiana Jones, I mean, we could. Last Crusade came out right around that time, right? Like yes. Indy, his father, Elsa, Donovan, Sala. Yeah, like all of these great characters. Et. Uh, I don't remember all the names, but like you know, the kid uh, Elliot, and like obviously mm-hmm. Et. Like I, it was just a memorable film, and it had like you know, you're following the characters, and um, they're going on a journey, and like I was really able to connect with that. With this movie, I didn't really find myself. Like connecting with Alan, the main character. Like I thought, it, I thought it was like a fun movie. I really enjoyed the story, but it was more about the story for me than the characters. Like, like I there, there's, there's a lot of times where I, I see movies and um, I'm like, I don't care what the plot is about as long as like, if you have those characters and I think I'll be interested. But this right. movie, I don't know if I'm really so interested in these characters. If you put them in something else,
0: so. That's a really interesting point. So Uh. they work well. So they work well, like in this movie, but it's really the focus isn't necessarily on the characters is kind of like your sense. It's like, it's not as important for the characters to be as amazing as like an Indiana Jones or a a Sala or Dr. Henry Jones or whatever.
1: I thought thought the side characters were more more memorable. I'm talking mainly about alan the main character I I, I, <laughs> I I don't know i don't know why i'm such i i don't i don't know i don't know like i don't know no hate no hate but like maybe i mean i listen i only saw it once maybe i right. gotta see it again but um yeah i thought i thought some of the si- the side characters were a little more memorable but um I don't know maybe 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 it is because i've seen it once i I don't know how you how you feel about that or how the chat feels but no disrespect to to the actors or to the characters just just my thoughts
0: (laughs) well you know it's interesting we brought up you know you bring up those movies and you know jaws is another one that's maybe similar to it and but jaws you know as we talked about before we didn't see the shark until really the end of the movie which meant that the whole movie really had to deal with the human characters, and you had like such a showcase on uh, those three main characters, and really the whole town. And uh, it was a showpiece. It's an acting showpiece. You really believed in those characters, and when they f- face off against the shark, it's it's incredible because you believe in those characters, you understand what they're going to do, and you're interested in that moment. Um, Jurassic Park, maybe I'm going to suggest this to you, Drew. No. Um, in, in my opinion, like I thought the roles were very well cast, and like the actor, the characters, I think, do what they need to do for this movie. But I'm going to suggest that maybe because there are so many dinosaur action showpieces in this movie, that you know, the movie's kind of about that, you know, as much as the characters. So maybe the characters don't get as much time to shine in this movie as they would in other movies, right? Because it's basically just kind of like an action, like once it gets going, it's like just all out action and you're watching these characters just react to certain situations and they throw in some character moments. But do you think maybe that's what it is that um, there's just, there's so many dinosaurs that uh, there's only limited time that you can sort of develop these characters?
1: yeah i i think so and i mean it's like i i think you know where i'm coming from is like you know you have like the star wars franchise luke skywalker like obviously everyone knows that name jurassic park grant like i I, i've never heard the name grant before before like you know it wasn't like even though i never seen the movies it wasn't like you know it wasn't like i was familiar with any of the names it wasn't like any of these iconic people that um that everyone because like there's certain movies that everybody knows the the main character even if they've never seen the movie and i feel like that wasn't the case but obviously everyone knows of jurassic park and it's about dinosaurs and but that's i feel like that was and maybe that's for me why um it didn't like impact me as much in the sense of like a star wars indiana jones because i just didn't have like i I don't know i don't feel like it's it's talked about in terms of the characters that much i feel like the characters are what make it for me
0: yes i i will say this though i will suggest this i'm interested to hear what you guys think in the comments but um I agree with you. I remember going to see Jurassic Park and it was about those dinosaurs. And, you know, I like the actors and everything, but it was really just about kind of the whole thing and seeing the dinosaurs and everything. But once you get on to the sequels, I think it's very interesting to me that I really feel the absence of characters. Like when, when you get to the sequels and not all the characters come back it feels like something is out of whack and something's missing. Like, and I, I felt that, Oh, I really wish we could all get them together again, you know? And so it's kind of an interesting phenomenon where, you know, maybe we'll have you come back after you watch all the uh, Jurassic park, Jurassic world movies. But it's, it's, it's interesting that, I don't know, to me, it's like, even though it's not apparent, I do think that all the characters work together really well in this movie. And, and they're missed uh when they don't all appear in the future movies
1: yeah definitely i you know i i want to make it clear i did i did like them in the movie i did like them in the movie now they weren't my like all-time favorite like people oh my god this character I thought was amazing whatever but i did find them likable and i did um enjoy you know watching them develop and i can definitely see um me i i i truly think that if i were to continue watching i would these characters would grow more and more on me um because right. i di- i did feel like um like there was a lot of growth with a lot of them and um mm-hmm. a lot of story and and i and i am i am i am more interested in them and, and see where it goes so so yeah I, right. I i did like i did like the characters even though
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, and that's something too, like, I remember coming out of this movie in 1993 and just feeling that, um, I was like, uh, you know, and I was young at the time, but I, I kind of was like, oh, it was okay. Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily like the ending. Like I thought it just kind of ended. Oh, where they're they in left.
1: the helicopter. And that's, like, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's it. And the movie's over. I'm like, oh, you know, they built up to this, but then they just kind of stopped the movie and said goodbye. <laughs> and, um, at the time that's, that's how I felt. But it's one of those things that I think I've just loved more and more every time I've seen it over the years. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you can kind of dig into this movie and um, <laughs> it's kind of like comfort. Yeah. <laughs> like what I did there. Dang, dang. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's sort of like movie comfort food in a way. Um, and I think you enjoy and I think it's because of the characters. I think they do work. And maybe that's something that is better appreciated with multiple viewings. Because the first time, I mean, I think you're going to be distracted by the story and the dinosaurs I agree. And, and everything that's happening. And then once you know that, go back and watch it again. You can kind of pay attention to how all the characters are acting and reacting and and everything like that. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's something that once you watch it more than once, it's it kind of seeps in a bit.
1: 100%. I, I, think, I think that's what it is. I think that's the thing with any movie. Um, you're just trying to process the story and what's going on you're not really focusing on character arcs and um, like you know like how likable certain characters are you're just kind of like you know into what is going on so yeah I think definitely um, it's always it's always good I feel like you know if you guys are into movies uh, with anything to watch it watch it once and enjoy it for the first time and then watch it again and kind of um, you know, look out for certain things. And I feel like that's what I have to do with this. Um, but I'll probably, I'll probably keep watching them all. And then maybe like do a rewatch or something. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep watching the rest of these things.
0: <laughs> that's, that's great. And right now when we're recording this, I believe they're for free on the Roku channel. You can watch them. Oh, on. So if you have Roku, Roku device, Roku account, You can watch all those movies. So that might be good. Yeah, I think so. Uh there yeah, freeze freeze the best. Uh Lucifer says, personally, I really enjoy Dr. Alan Grant because he's the expert, knows exactly what to do, and his arc was really cool too. I also just respect him as a man who knows his stuff. I like him. Yeah. And I'll Lucifer, I agree with that. And I think that's one of the reasons I like Steven Spielberg and his movies a lot. Drew, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, and I think this was what separates Steven Spielberg from a lot of other directors, maybe even other directors in this Jurassic World franchise, but also with these action sci fi movies, because Steven Spielberg respects and enjoys the science. And I think he he wants it to be grounded in science. He respects the expertise. Um, He has a natural wonder for the world. And that means when he puts scientists like Dr. Grant in his movies, they feel very authentic. Um, And they care about their subject matter. And he cares that it's based on real science in the real world. And I feel like possibly, Drew, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but as the Jurassic movies move forward, that's lost a bit and it gets a bit more fantastical and Mm. you can, yeah, you can tell that the filmmaker, there are many talented filmmakers out there, but I don't know if all of them have sort of that wiring to care about the science. I think sometimes filmmakers kind of want to do what they want to do and see things and it becomes more of a fantasy and wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Um, and they're not really as grounded in the real world and science. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Drew?
1: Well, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, Obviously, you know. I know you're not going to spoil, but I, I do want to hear your thoughts because now it, it sounds like what I'm hearing, and I want you to correct me and, and maybe elaborate. Is uh, you're not as uh, keen on the newer Jurassic World movies? Movies maybe they've kind of strayed away from what makes them special. Like, like what are your thoughts? Like, because I'm like me and you, we've talked about you know the newer. Star Wars movies and newer Indiana Jones movies. So I understand mm-hmm. it along that sense. So is that kind of the situation with Jurassic World? Is it different? What's going on there for you?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, guys. And I definitely chime in in the comments if you have thoughts on these movies. But the way I look at them is Jurassic Park, it seems to f- have that perfect story. Great characters. I mean, I think it's Spielberg just at his best at these kind kind of like a science fiction adventure horror movie um the second movie i thought was it has all the craft you can tell that steven spielberg is creating these amazing scenes and everything but um i don't know if i liked the story and the character as much in the second one i felt certain things were missing like there were so many great characters in this first movie. You had a comic relief with like De- Dennis Nedry. I think the way uh, Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sadler and Dr. Grant played off each other was great. I liked the kids. They they were kind of fun and energetic um, and they got themselves into trouble, but they were very expressive. I thought that was great. John Hammond was great. He's kind of like the Santa Claus type character that that wants to spread joy or whatever, <laughs> but he, he fails, you know. Um, I like that. And, <laughs> and and then uh one of my absolute favorite characters from Jurassic Park is uh Muldoon, the the game warden. I love that character in this movie. Like he brings so much, I don't know, so much to especially that scene, you know, and I might, I might, Drew, I'm gonna have to play this uh and yeah. I'll get to answer your questions, but um I I I I'd need to bring this up as an example. So so let's watch this. Oh,
1: I can see the shadow. We can make it if we run. No. We can't. Why not? Because we're being hunted. Oh God. From the bushes straight ahead.
0: Okay, and that's just a snippet of that scene. But I love that character. Like he's having like a religious moment. He's like in his element, you know, as as a hunter, as someone who's respects these raptors, and um it's that kind of scene that makes the dinosaurs real, and those actors, I think, and just great interplay. You had Samuel Jackson in the movie; he plays Jay Arnold. You know, you had just all these great characters that rounded out everything. In the second movie, I didn't feel like it was as well rounded. There are some great actors in the movie, um, but the story was kind of different. Um, obviously, the cinematography is post Schindler's List, and so it's very it's with the same cinematographer. He's a great cinematographer, but it has a very sort of desaturated, somber look to it. Like it's not as fun necessarily, but there are great sequences in it, but there's something about it that's, maybe the joy isn't there anymore. Um, and, but it's still a Spielberg movie, you know, so it's very well made. Um, then Jurassic Park three didn't really like that one, um, but it has Dr. Grant. Uh, some people like it, Um it's it's by director joe johnson for some reason I, f- I felt like the dinosaurs looked kind of cheap in that movie that didn't look uh. as good anyway but um jurassic world i thought was a good a good remake it's essentially a remake of jurassic park uh it has new elements they go a little more fantastic. Oh, it's a reboot it's, it's kind of a reboot remake sequel uh of of jurassic park mm. you know they I don't want to give you, give it away, but obviously they decide to go back to the whole theme park thing. If, if you, (laughs) um, and, uh, they, they, they try again and, you know, it doesn't, it brings back one minor character from the first movie, but other than that, you know, it's got Chris Pratt, good acting in the movie. It goes a different direction in terms of, it starts to get away from the science of real dinosaurs a bit. Um, and it's like, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I think, it, but then I think after that, the the Fallen Kingdom, the one after that, was strange movie because it was a really wacky, wild movie. It really, in a, in a lot of ways, it kind of jumped the shark a bit. Uh but jumped the dinosaur a bit. It jumped the dinosaur, yeah. Jump <laughs> maybe several dinosaurs, uh, but, but um, but it was really well directed. It's a strange movie because I really admire the craft and what the director was doing and how he approached it. But I mean, the story was just wild. And then, uh, Dominion. Yeah. I don't know that, that the great part about Dominion, which is the most recent one is that you have Dr. Grant, Dr. Sadler and Ian Malcolm back together, but the story and (laughs) like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm not sure why they went that direction. Uh, It, it's really a bizarre movie, I think.
1: Did they give ways. them the um, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo treatment, or did they do a little bit better?
0: You know, I actually think they did a little bit better for those characters, but the trouble is they were in a story that was I'm kind of bizarre. Mm. Uh, it was kind of bizarre, and it's 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 strange, you know? You usually go to a Jurassic World Park movie to see certain things and they just decided to, to kind of do their own thing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, it was kind of about locusts. It's like, all right, you know, um, all right. <laughs> and there were some dinosaurs in there, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really weird. There were a few dinosaurs
1: uh, here and there. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, let let's let's see. Oh, Lucifer follows up and says, I, "This is a hot take." By a I, li- I like the third one more than the second one. What? Yeah, that's fine. Too. Uh, like Jurassic Park three, I think over Jurassic Park. What 2, is the last wrong one.
1: with you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, yeah. I, 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 I haven't <laughs> even seen it, so I have no idea. But
0: <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people did like the third one. So, um you know, it's a di- it has a different feel to it than the first two. Obviously, uh Robana says the first two are based on the books. The third one was mostly about money. When it comes to Jurassic World, the first one was great. The next two are about the Moolah. Yeah. It's 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 true. Um, well, let me ask you, Drew, like getting back to Jurassic Park. Oh, did that answer your question about the, the series?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you and I we we we're usually on the same page with things. So uh I'm, I'm a little I'm a little I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an open mind, but Yeah, um, keep
0: an open mind. Don't don't listen to me because you know, yeah. y- you might have a different you might have a different experience with those movies but if you have if you have roku yeah you can check them all out for free so um you know everyone can can do that um but as far as this first movie jurassic park what was your favorite sequence in it drew
1: my favorite sequence there were a lot of great moments i would say one of the moments um i'm sure we'll, we'll we'll be talking about a lot of different things and i'll be like oh yeah that was a good moment too there were so many things so it's hard for me to remember but I just remember one of the moments where I really loved was um, the two kids. They were like in the kitchen and they were um, hiding from the dinosaur. And then there was like another dinosaur that came. I'm like, oh my God. It's like one of those moments where like, okay, you're screwed. But now you're even more screwed. Now there's another dinosaur. And um, what I thought was really amazing was you had – the older sister and i thought this was a really great arc. like i really like those kid actors the sister Mm -hmm. and the brother were great they were so good so Mm -hmm. the sister was like terrified in the beginning of these dinosaurs understandably so she was like us the audience like you know like we were like you know we were pretty scared and she was you know um it was realistic it was a very realistic reaction but um in that scene you know even though she was scared she had she kind of realized listen i am the older sister i got to protect my brother and she kind of took charge and um did some clever maneuvers and um was able to you know outsmart these two dinosaurs and save her brother and i thought it was a really really cool scene i was just like on the edge of my seat so um i, li- I like that scene in particular but there were so many other great ones um wh- which ones or which scene in particular spoke to you the most? I I think
0: for me, um for the first thing I want to do is like if anyone has has seen this movie or hasn't seen it in a long time, let me play a little bit of that scene Drew's talking about. Oh, you got his it. His favorite sequence.
1: Yeah, there it is. <laughs>
0: So yeah that was that was that was a cool scene and that's exactly what you're talking about she's trying to protect her brother and uh yeah they get creative on on how to deal with these things and it's kind of a nice little i don't know if you could call it redemption from the first part of the movie which i think is my favorite sequence in the whole movie is the whole T-Rex sequence um when uh Lex is there and she turns on the flashlight oh. and you know is calling you know the t-rex goes over to take a look um
1: such a, so stupid it's like turn off the light turn off the light <laughs> y-
0: yes yes but to one of my most impactful moments of any time i've gone to a movie i think for me is the unveiling of the t-rex um and i'll play that right now Okay, I just, I can't state enough how insane that was to watch uh, in a movie theater. And of course, as we know, that whole, there was so much buildup to that moment where you saw the leg of the goat, you know, go on the, you know, top of the thing and like it's gone and like something's there, it's big and bad and that T-Rex comes out. And the main thing I remember most from watching that this is back in 1993 was the sound system of the movie theater when the t-rex roared it was like it was scary like it was such a loud scary sound and you're like it, it was almost primal where like you know going back into our ancient ancestry when we were probably hunted by tigers and everything like that, it's like it got back to that like fear of something big that's gonna come and eat you. And uh, for me, that was just a very impactful moment. And I just loved the entire sequence. It goes on for so long And there's so many phases to that T-Rex attack where, you know, the kids, it goes after the kids in the car and then gets out of the car. And then he's got the whole thing about its vision is based on movement. And, you know, it just it goes right up to Dr. Grant and like sniffs its hat and then blows it off. And, you know, it's it's I just think it's a it's probably one of the best sequences like that in all of cinema history, like just masterful work, I think, by Steven Spielberg uh just build up of tension and just paying that off so many times. So that that's that's my answer on this movie.
1: Yeah, and, and also filming it at at nighttime, you know, yes. having a scene take place at night, I mean it makes it a thousand times more scary. Um yeah, like hearing the la like the loud footsteps, you know, like so much to it. Um that was that was another great scene. Um that was when uh as I mentioned earlier You know, I had a long day, so I was like, I was really (laughs) tired watching this movie. It was like, not that it wasn't good. I loved it, but I was like, I just need something exciting to wake me up. And as soon as this came on, I'm like, oh my God, it was, I was, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Great, great scene. Great scene.
0: Well, now let me ask you this. If you have one, what, what would be your least favorite part or least favorite sequence of this movie? It could be it could be a character. It could be a section of the movie. Was there something about it that that you didn't like as much?
1: I have his name here. Nedry. Is it Nedry?
0: Dennis Nedry. Yeah. Wayne Knight. I
1: mm-hmm. I I recognize him from a lot of yeah. his stuff. I don't I don't remember why. I know he he's a very famous actor. I thought he was like he he's a great actor. I thought he was funny. I really liked him. Um, I thought. Can you? explain like what, what was he trying to do again? Cause I feel like it kind of like he was trying to sabotage the park and whatever, but then I kind of right. feel like it, it didn't really go anywhere. Like once again, I only seen him once, maybe I'm missing right. something, but in my opinion, for my first viewing, I feel like they were kind of setting him up doing some stuff with him and they kind of just died. So I was, I, I was kind of like, not that I didn't like him, but it was kind of like, Oh, okay. That's, that's done. Uh, right. so I, I don't know. Right. What, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So, it's kind of a subtle storyline where he's getting paid off by a competitor to basically steal dinosaur embryos. So yeah, a competitor yeah. wants these things. And then so, you know, they meet at the restaurant, and you know, I think that's in Costa Rica or whatever, and uh, the guy gives him Dodson, who whom the character, not the actor, but the character Dodson that he talks to there. Uh, makes an appearance, a big appearance again in the most recent Jurassic world movie. Um, if you care, if, you, if anyone <laughs> cares, I don't know. Um, he's kind of the big baddie. Uh, okay. Sorry. No spoilers, I guess, but no, it's um, it's,
1: it's, all, it's all right. It's all right. He,
0: so he gives him that Barbasol can where you can, where it keeps those embryos frozen. I like totally so, forgot
1: about this for some reason. I just totally, this totally like slipped my mind, but yeah, keep yes. going. Sorry.
0: So then – so he's going to take this can with him back. And so he's a hacker. He's upset at Hammond because he – there was some financial issue. I I don't know what the the deal was. Um, Hammond even said, like, he expects Nedry to pay for his mistakes. So something happened with Nedry or something. But so what he did was he set up the entire island, like, to be automated. Like, he was the one behind it. So he basically – created a routine that would take maybe 15 to 18 minutes that would shut off different fences in the park where he could get away with the, you know, with the embryos. And so he had this all planned out, but of course the big thing was the tropical storm. Uh, He didn't account for that tropical storm. And so that sped things up, there were emergencies. And so that kind of led to the downfall, but it kind of sucks because the, you know the power to the t-rex thing went out the fences went out the raptor you know all the that stuff went out uh so i don't think he did a really great job but you know uh, he put everyone in danger when he did that but so of course he didn't make it out to the dock and uh, he got eaten by the dilophosaurus which was which is kind of a cool scene in fact i can guys if you want i can i can play that scene
1: yeah, look, look, stick, 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 <laughs> that's a stick boy. Yes. Like <laughs> and no wonder you're extinct. <laughs>
0: so yeah, so that so he was an interesting character, and that was definitely I thought one of the most interesting sequences with that dinosaur, the Dilophosaurus. Uh just the fact that it seemed cute, sort of, but you knew yeah. that something bad was gonna
1: happen. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Okay. So, so that you felt that maybe that was a bit, that storyline was a bit s- too subtle. Maybe,
1: maybe a bit, maybe a bit. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like in, in, to- I mean, once again, so much happened in the movie, I kind of completely forgot about that whole like thing where how he met up with the guy. Like, I, I kind of forgot about all that. Like, because yeah, it, it was a, it was a secondary plot line. I guess it was uh the catalyst for what went wrong. Um but yeah, yeah, I, I need I need to rewatch it for sure. Um just uh you know just to remember certain things more. But another thing that I remembered that I just remembered, like when you when you talked about the fences, another great scene was when um Laura Dern's character is turning back on all the fences, yeah. unaware that, you know, grand, the kids are climbing down one of them and like <laughs> oh my god, like the ten the tension there. Um the editing in that scene, like that, that's such a great, like I give so much props to, uh, the editors of, um, suspenseful scenes when, uh, you have two scenes going on simultaneously that intertwine. So yes. basically she's turning on all the fences and she's about to turn on the fence that, that they are at. And it has like thousands of volts and they will die if they're still holding it, um, it was really dramatic and the way they were cutting back and forth and the music. It's like really the tension you, you felt did. So I thought, th- I thought that was a good one too. There's a lot of tension in this movie and they really built it up just right. I think.
0: Yes. And you, you know what I loved about that sequence too, was the fact that it could have gone either way. Uh, you know, Timmy was still on there. He was getting, they're trying to get him to jump and he was going to jump. And it's like, those are the best kinds of sequences where he could have jumped and been fine and just missed it. Or he could have gotten blasted, and you're not sure what's going to happen. And he gets <laughs> blasted, <laughs> like you know. He flew. And, <laughs> yeah, he flew, and I mean, it was it was kind of amazing. But it's those kinds of things. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. And then, yup, they went there. They electrocuted the kid almost, you know. And he went flying. And yeah. uh, but it sets up the peril, I think, for the rest of the characters. You don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you knew they weren't going to kill. Him. Did you? Did you? Did, <laughs> did, did, did you? Did you know that he was? I, I knew he was fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's like they're not not in this movie. Uh, they're they're not going to kill the kids, but um, no. But it's but you're right. They did a great job with the tension. Yeah, you felt like something bad could happen. So
1: yeah. What did you not? Uh, if if there was anything that you did not like about the movie, what what, what was that?
0: You know, I. I go back to like when I first saw the movie, uh, like the ending, mm. I, I felt, I felt like that the very end, you know, when the Raptors have them cornered and then you have the T-Rex just is random as hell, just <laughs> out of nowhere is in the visitor center, uh, comes in They're they always, when they were about to show the T-Rex, they always kind of showed the, the footsteps and the, pounding and and everything like that. But there was none of that. It just showed up. I guess it kind of stealthily got into the visitor center somehow and just took care of the Raptors and that's it. And everyone escaped. Um, I didn't like that initially. And and maybe for me, that's the weakest part of it. Uh, But here's the thing, Drew. I actually admire that more now because nowadays movies just don't end like they the the like there's a whole like half an act it's like movies used to be three acts and now they're three and a half to four acts and there are just these overlong action sequences that don't do anything story-wise and you have to like sit through them uh and the movies are way too long like so many movies could have cut out like 15 minutes 20 minutes that kind of thing and i i admire in this movie how they didn't do that. Like they just decided, you know what this movie is, it's a ride. It's a, it's an, it's a theme park ride. You know, yeah. it's a roller coaster and you're going to have fun. And then the ride's over and, you know, you get off and go, you know, it's not like it overstays its welcome. And so I actually prefer that. I think nowadays to them trying to tack on an extra 10 to 15 minutes, like trying to wrap things up for all the characters and, you know, it, it just I don't know. It wouldn't have worked. I I don't know how how did you feel about that ending?
1: It's a, it's a good point. I guess for me, I would have to see like you know the the trilogy. I would have to see like the second film and see where they go with it. Because uh, it might. I don't know. I don't know. I I know like, um, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies. Uh, imagine right. if like Marty just you know, went back to 1985 and then that's how the movie ended. Like that would suck. Like, like, you know, but getting to see, you know, George and like, they're like all their lifestyles now. Sorry. I have something in my eye. (laughs) Like seeing like all their lifestyles, um, like how how their lives were changed. Like, you know, kind of that resolution. That was something that you really needed. Um, with this one, you didn't really get to see too much of that. Like what happened to what's going to happen to this park? What's going to happen to these characters? Um, is the what's his name Hammond is he gonna get freaking sued for all this stuff like at, you know what is gonna happen here um I I I mean do they I guess does two pick up right where one left off <laughs> or no
0: no there there's a bit of a time jump
1: <laughs> okay yeah okay so there you go so the, yeah so maybe they could have done like a it is a nice like it's a beautiful shot to end it with um maybe they could have done something i don't know i wouldn't have been opposed to that if if done right um i don't know
0: but but it didn't take away the current ending didn't necessarily take away from your enjoyment
1: no no it didn't it didn't but um but yeah i i I agree kind of it kind of just I guess because it was my first time, and it's like I I I didn't know these characters, and maybe I wasn't too invested in them. But um, but but yeah, it, I guess it would be it would. I I am curious, like what happened right after that, and maybe I, I guess we'll never know. Is that in the book or something? Does the book end with a little more?
0: The book, the book has a bit of a different ending. I, I think the island gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So. Gotcha. Okay. Right. But, you know, it is interesting though like take note, you're right. They leave the island. The island doesn't get destroyed. The D- dinosaurs are there.
1: Yeah, they they didn't and, stop all them.
0: Right. And uh the thing they specifically set up, we talked about that Dennis Nedry scene with the Barbasol can and the embryos. Um, you know, it just rolls down and gets covered in mud. That's you know? it, right?
1: It's, Nothing ever happens there?
0: Right. Like that that's kind of like the tease as to like, wow, these embryos are right. there, right? right? But I mean, I'm I don't want to spoil it, but like that is never picked up on again. And uh and Spielberg has been kind of frustrated about that because like that's why they put that in there. It was like a thread, you know, where they could keep going and stuff like that. So oh, but that that was never that was a thread that was never pulled again.
1: I wasn't sure if like that like, yeah, yeah. I I I remember that happening. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I thought like, but yeah, that that never. I thought like we we're gonna see some baby dinosaurs. So that didn't happen. And oh man, that that, that is unfortunate. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh. So so yeah. But but that's okay. I I will. I won't say anything else. Uh. So whenever you choose to move forward when your Jurassic Journey, Drew. Uh. I won't spoil
1: it anymore. I just saw this movie in theaters, uh, retribution with Liam Neeson. Have you heard of it?
0: I just saw it.
1: <laughs> what did you think about that ending? <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I don't know, Drew. That did. Oh, I don't know. Did you see it?
1: I saw it. I saw it. Uh, we could talk about that another time, but we, um, we can't, but yeah, like, but it, 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 I wanted to, I brought that up just because, um, without getting into spoilers, um, you know, it, it has a similar bit of a situation where there's such an exciting ending. Like the yeah. ending is so action-packed and then like it just, it just ends. <laughs> and it was like, wait, right. what about this and this and this and this? And it just, no <laughs> credits. So it's like, right, right, um, yes. so I guess that kind of relates to this discussion. I do feel like Jurassic Park conc- was a little more conclusive. Like even though we still have these questions, I feel like the whole point was, to just get away from the dinosaurs and survive. And that's what they did. So that's why it was time to end the film.
0: Wow. Right. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, I think that's a really good point. And uh, let me, Michael updates us. The Barbasol can ends up on the desk of Bios and Dotson. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. So that's like a little Easter egg. and um, And I think that's the latest movie. Uh, you finally see that can again. I forgot about that. I forgot about so many things in that movie. Um, <laughs> but so, Drew, here's the thing, though. What you just brought up was a really good point. It did what it needed to do. If you read the book, there's so many ways this movie could have gone differently. It could have been just a straight up horror movie. It could have been a B movie, you know, and. Um, And the fact that we got a movie where the theme is this majestic John Williams theme where the ending shot is the beautiful shot of the birds bringing up themes of like science. Grant has the kids and he's smiling and he's had this, you know, that's, it's like, yeah, (laughs) yes. That's it, Drew, yeah. It's like you get the feels going, right? The Spielberg, John Williams feels and um, it turned out, perfectly and i think really steven spielberg brought his unique voice to this type of movie where it could have been really bad it could have been like uh, <clears throat> retribution like a retribution type ending you know what i mean so um because it could have just been about the dinosaurs killing people
1: wait really quickly did you like retribution yes or no oh
0: <laughs> no i didn't i i mean like i'm a huge liam neeson fan <laughs> uh like i enjoy him especially in these roles and everything but um Oh my goodness. There's so much in that movie that just comically didn't make sense to me. It was so funny. Uh I don't know. What did you think? Did you like Retribution?
1: I, I you know what I I enjoyed. I enjoyed it like just like yeah. in the sense of like just going in and just enjoying a movie. Uh yeah. I thought the ending was ridiculous when uh the the twist, the the reveal, I, I, yes. everything after that was like, oh come on. It was like, <laughs> it, it was like what the heck but 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 yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> maybe we'll have to talk about retribution we'll do a retribution that, discussion <laughs> <laughs> that's good um uh, but as far as the first jurassic park movie drew what would you say do you have any sort of like final concluding thoughts on uh, the movie itself things that you liked didn't like maybe even from a perspective of t- 2023 you just saw it for the first time but you're looking at it from 2023 now what would you say, uh, your your pure opinion uh, to those of us who have seen this movie many times, what, what would you say?
1: So I went into this movie, no expectations. I had no idea what was going to happen. And I ended up having a very, very great time. I loved it from start to finish. I was into it. I was invested. I was thrilled. I was scared. I was, I, was, I, I felt all the emotions. Now, um, I would say, you know, it, it, I don't know if it was like uh, a film that I would say, oh, this is one of my greatest films of all time. Like for me personally, I don't think it had that effect, um, but I still loved it. I just, yeah, like I look at, you know, like when, when looking back at like the older films, like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, I put those like way above this just because of like what it means to me and back to the future i didn't even grow up with back to the future i watched pretty recently like maybe like a year ago i watched back to the future for the first time so it's not it's mm-hmm. not like um i i just think um character wise story wise it just did something different for me so this film i loved i will be curious to watch the other ones um but overall it was a good time and that that's what i was going in and wanting i, I don't really you know if it's something i'm not truly invested in i i don't need it to be this amazing thing and i i had a great time that's all i wanted and those are my thoughts um i'm curious for you um because you know a lot about this movie where does this movie rank for you like in ken's all-time favorite movies list where is jurassic park
0: jeez you know that's a tough one drew because i i kind of feel the same way as you were you know, if if I'm thinking Steven Spielberg, I love, you know, Raiders, you know, the Indiana Jones, or at least, you know, the first Indiana Jones movies, uh, E.T., um, you know, obviously completely different than this. And it came out the same year with Schindler's List, which, mm. you know, kind of transcends a movie. I mean, that's just, I could see why that was such a big turning point for him as a filmmaker. Um, it's really, it's really tough. I it's unique it's iconic i love the movie but i don't know if i would put it up there like with my absolute favorite movies of all time and it's kind of a weird thing to say because you know you're right it, you're you know if you put it up near star wars or you know my personal favorite movie very different is apocalypse now which is obviously you know very different than all these um but and spielberg has made so many great movies um i don't think it's necessarily his best movie but for what it is it's i don't know it's weird it's very good good you know those movies that that you know you don't necessarily think of as your favorite but are like you've watched a million times and they're just so well made and so good this is kind of that and um
1: it's a really good movie
0: yeah it's a really good movie yeah it's very good expertly done um so much fun and I think some movies are like great stories, and some movies are kind of roller coaster. ride. Th- this has a really good story, and I love the science and everything behind it. But at the end of the day, I think it's like a really good roller coaster ride. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like what it what it's like an amusement park ride in a way. It's like kind of like a very meta thing about this movie, and it's funny watching this movie and you see all the uh, you know lunch boxes and all the merchandise in the movie with the Jurassic Park logo on it that is the movie logo in our world and it's just kind of it has that kind of meta quality to it which i which i think is fun so i think that's what this movie is it's meant to be an amusement park ride um and with that in mind i think it's probably one of the best movies that has tried to accomplish that does that make sense
1: yeah i really like that analogy of uh the roller coaster and i and i think i figured it out i think i figured out like why oh, okay i think i figured out why um maybe i feel the way i feel and maybe you'll be able to relate to this um you know while there are a lot of elements of the science fiction like you know like the the dinosaur embryos and all of this stuff that we're learning um ultimately the movie is them trying to survive getting killed And they're trying to get out of there. So yeah, it is a roll like on a roller coaster, you're just going along with the ride. You're letting it take you through this and you're getting past here and here. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get, you know, from one side, they're trying, they're trying to just outrun these dinosaurs and survive. When you look at a movie, I know I, I I keep bringing up these movies, but you know, they were around the same time, same like Spielberg involved in Indiana Jones, you know, he's going after the arc, but you know, he's meeting Marion he's not just constantly running away from the Nazis like there's like you know he has different purposes and goals and there's there's uh character scenes um and like back to the future I mean Marty's interacting with his parents and you know you're getting all these different elements with Doc so you're not really just constantly running from something the whole time and it allows for more character moments which I felt Mm. like was maybe but but you know what though that's that wasn't this film like like i don't think i don't know if like you could have done anything differently i think that's just what this film was and that's why i say it was really good it wasn't the best thing i've ever seen but it was really good and i don't want to take away from that but yeah that's just that's how that's how i felt i don't know does that make sense at all maybe yeah
0: i i love how you put that drew it makes total sense Um, you're right. It's, they are trying to run away from the dinosaurs. They're trying to survive. And, you know, they eventually run off, fly off the Island. you know, that's kind of what they do. That's the end. Um, and you're right. It's like, there isn't that same meat. Sorry. Sorry for the pun, uh, (laughs) that you'd find in other movies. Um, but, but the thing is, you're right. It, what it does, it does probably the best of any movie. Um, that's tried to do something like that. I mean, so many movies try to be just like a a fun ride, like a fun, scary movie or something like that. But this really is probably the meatiest of, of all that kind of movie. And uh, it's different. It's like with Jaws, right? The shark is there. It's a terror. Um, I totally recommend watching Jaws if yeah. you have not seen Jaws. It's a masterpiece. Um, but because the shark isn't there and they're not running from it the whole time, you get to really know these characters and it becomes very real. Um, Whereas this movie, you're right. They're running from the dinosaurs the whole time. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's like, this is the ultimate, this movie could have been done. And I think, I don't know, Drew, you'll have to, you'll have to let us know, but they have had unlimited budgets to make all these sequels to this movie. But I I don't think it's been surpassed. You know, it's, Mm. I think it just goes to show, and the fact that you still like it now, thirty years later, yeah. and you think the special effects hold up—that's um, that's huge. That's huge, and you know it's it's something. I think one of the reasons why we all like this movie is because it's so well-crafted. And you can look at all of these elements and how the scenes are structured, how it's shot, uh, the design of the dinosaurs and how they move. And like you can tell that everyone involved in this was just having fun. I'm sure a lot of work, but fun. They were being fulfilled. like They were just enjoying this, bringing these creatures to life like they'd never been done before. And I think that's why people come back and watch this over and over again, because it's just so much fun to, to watch these uh, I don't know, the skill, the human feats of trying to create these dinosaurs again. And yeah, I, I think that's where, that's where it's a great movie. All of those things.
1: I think, I think you put it very, very well. You, you, you really, you really tied it all together. Why, 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 this film is so special. And I think a lot of people would agree with everything you just said.
0: Well, well, drew, thank you so much for joining me today for this review of Jurassic park. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and I enjoyed it again. I went out and watched it on, in the theater, uh, with the 3d oh, nice. glasses and, uh, that, that which was kind of cool. And, uh, I don't know, maybe that's the last time I'll see it on the big screen. Who knows? I don't know if they'll keep re-releasing it forever or not. But um for the cool thirty-sixth
1: anniversary, it. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that, the thirty-sixth anniversary. Um, but again, I it's it's thirty years late, but my hat's off to everyone involved in this production, to Steven Spielberg and uh all of his casting crew. I think he did a phenomenal job. They all did a phenomenal job, and they should still be proud of this work to this day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. Very beautiful film. I, you know, I'd been meaning to see it for so long and I think, uh, just it being in theaters was just the perfect timing. I've been trying to see every movie in theaters. So, uh, you know, seeing, uh, I just saw American graffiti recently too, for the first time for its 50th anniversary.
0: Oh yes, Uh, you did. Yeah. Do do you want to, should we go into that in a different video or do you want to give people a tease on what you thought?
1: Yeah, I I, I could give a quick uh quick tease. I I really loved that movie as well. Once again, that was a movie I went in not knowing anything what to expect. All I knew is it was George Lucas, Harrison Ford. Um, my biggest uh problem with the film was that there was not enough Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Harrison Ford, but um, but it, it was really cool. I liked how um all the different um storylines tied together. Ultimately, like everything was different was going on. It was like, this was just one crazy night. It was like, that's how the kids were living back in that day. And, um, and yeah, and, and that's what I really appreciate about these sorts of films. Um, I feel like, you know, films from the nineties and the eighties and even the seventies, it's like, at least for me, like when I'm watching a film, um, nowadays, sometimes it, it reminds me of reality. You know, and I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to be reminded of reality. I want to kind of go back to like a different place. And, you know, watching a film like Jurassic Park in the 90s that takes place in the 90s, like it felt like a different time. It felt like it felt like a real time, but a different time that I could kind of be immersed into this whole different world. It's like, you didn't have like the freaking kids on their like iPhones and like on Instagram. And then like they get eaten by a dinosaur. Like, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, it was different. So, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's what they did in the recent movie. Hopefully not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put that though, because right. It does inherently seem like a different time. and yeah. And you could, you could tell as someone from 2023, you could tell that this, didn't happen like in 2023 right
1: yeah 100 yeah. 100 um the way they're dressed even like you know even like the smoking the cigarettes like um right right like in the in the workplace um by the way samuel L. jackson like how impressive him able to say those lines so clearly with the cigarette like in his mouth like you know like like it was like insane insane yeah is that is that is that yeah. an easy thing to do <laughs> Look I, you
0: know i don't know hey do we have any smokers here in the <laughs> yeah.
1: <chat? Let> us... <laughs> I, yeah i don't smoke so i wouldn't know yeah. but like i like i i i just it looked like you the cigarette was like flopping in his mouth and like yeah. he was able to like talk and like i'm like i, I don't know like yeah if there's any uh sm- smokers in the chat <laughs> i don't know like oh man
0: because he's spitting out all this tech you know all this computer lingo and everything and he's like speaking at a million miles an hour and he's got that cigarette and it's just like dangling yeah yeah yeah, it's uh it's great
1: crazy (laughs) it's and grow says he used the force (laughs) (laughs) that's right base window well
0: that's true so what is it what are the three actors in this movie would later appear in um star wars right was it three samuel jackson laura Laura Dern. who was not there Who's the other one? Oh, who's the third one?
1: I I don't. May, maybe they were in the sequel. I, I don't even. I don't remember. I I just recognized Laura Dern and Samuel L. Jackson. Um,
0: but there was a third one. Wait, wait, wait. No, there was.
1: BD Wong was in this movie, right? Yes, yes. And yes, he yes. was in Karate Kid too.
0: Oh, you're right. He was in Karate Kid too. Come
1: yes. Up, come to the <laughs> dance.
0: Oh, bring your friend. Your yeah, friend. Great.
1: See you there. He was my favorite, favorite <laughs> character in the whole Karate Kid franchise, like by far. I love that dude. I want to hang out with that dude. That dude has such a great positive outlook on life. Love that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's great. He's he's fantastic, and he comes. Drew, he comes back he comes back in the later movies so yes, yes. you'll be very very happy about that yes um thank you for joining us today it's wonderful to get your insight into Jurassic Park
1: but yeah Ken thank you so much for having me on i really i really appreciate this um you know i'm really i'm really glad we did this and uh, you were the one who suggested talking Jurassic Park um knowing that i just watched it and you know i was worried like i didn't know how much i would really have to say because i once again i just saw it Um, A lot happened, a lot to process, but I really think we had such a great discussion. And
0: I look forward to everything coming out on DrewTube. And everyone else, uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Hope your weekend was great. And I look forward to seeing you next time on KenCast. We'll see you guys. Want to be part of the live KenCast show? Subscribe to the Ken Cole YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to get alerts about every new show. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time on KenCast.